Hi, welcome back. Diary of a Therapist. We got info this week that we hit a thousand downloads. So exciting. It is exciting. A thousand downloads. It's crazy. Like, it's funny because if, for those of you who are looking for us on social media presence, um, crickets, you're looking for nothing (laughs) because clearly here we are. We are not even doing anything with that. So yes, we're working on it though. So we appreciate you guys just sharing it and like liking it and subscribing and all the things because it doesn't happen without you. And clearly we're not doing anything. (laughs) We're recording recording. I mean, we are doing something, but you know what I mean? So we have a guest back with us today and I love her to pieces just because she's one of my nearest and dearest friends. Um, but Marine gray has decided to come back. We've kind of decided that we're going to have you join us more frequently. Marine. I am thrilled. Yes. I just think, she just keeps it real when we have conversations outside. Like I always think when I'm having like dinner or coffee with Marine or Jess, I'm like, darn, we should be recording this because it's just like such good combo. So, but I invited Marine today because we've been talking about a lot of things, but I feel like that we should have fun today. Absolutely. I like fun. I love fun. Are they convincing you? <laughs> I love fun. Yay. Fun. <laughs> Woo. Don't let them fool you, folks. They're here for it. We'll warm up. Give us a minute. That's true. We'll warm up. <laughs> we just took some photos. So that's always kind of one of those things where you're like, was that a good time? It was, but it's also like a little bit. No, it's so draining. Is there anybody out there that really dislikes photos like me? I don't love it. Cass is naturally photogenic. Marina over here, naturally photogenic. I was anxious, very anxious the whole time, and I look stiff and weird she didn't actually i saw the she picture. did not she looked great anyway just making things out it's all about that but that's well, real that's, we'll show that's you those real. soon because we figure you might want to see what we look like if you don't know us that would be kind of fun to know what we look like maybe maybe not maybe keep it a mystery <laughs> <laughs> do you know what's happened since we've um talked to them what i mean no don't judge us for this okay because you know people be finding things to judge you for all the time but Jess and I went to Disneyland. <gasps> yeah, we did. We went to Disneyland with our kids. It was so fun. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. And we literally went to the park from 10 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> and we got home at yeah. 1 in the morning. Yeah, and we did it. We made it. We literally, I think, were the last people leaving the park. Well, because we got lost leaving. We so did. So we probably sure. were the last people to leave. But it was a great day. It was a wonderful day. The weather was perfect. Our kids love each other. They do. We love each other. It was really fun. It was so fun. And don't worry, the best part, one of the best parts was we were, first of all, there wasn't really much weight. We went to Disneyland in California, but literally one of the first rides we ride are the canoes. (laughs) Nobody rides the darn canoe. You just paddle. You you paddle. paddle. That's all you do is paddle. And imagine that with a six and seven year old, five, six and seven year old who don't paddle properly. It was fun. So literally, yeah, it was really, really, really. And and the guy asked the question, he said, is this everyone who's first time? And everyone raised their hand. He goes, yep. Because only first time people ride the canoe. (laughs) You never go back. Here we were. Nobody. We were like, you want to ride that again? They're like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was good though. It was good. We did it on the fly. I had a dull whip. That's all I oh, need. Oh, it was so good. The whip's my fave. You changed Jackson's life. Jackson's my oldest son. Yeah, we were on a road trip. My family was on a road trip. We went all over the place and got stranded. 
so Disney was a, the, the pinnacle of fun. We then got stranded coming home. We got stuck in New Mexico for six days. It was great. So that was family vacation. If you've ever road tripped with four children, then you know. You know. Mm-hmm. Need she say more? Yeah, there's no more. There's no more. Yeah, there's no more to, to say. say. But we did have a great time. We enjoyed Disney. It was fun. The kids loved it. We have great pictures. Maybe we'll put one or two of those up yeah. somewhere for you to see. But yes, it was a great time. So yeah. Yeah. What are we going to talk about today? What are we going to talk about, Maureen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. And you know what? I probably told her this like five minutes ago because classic, you know, like Maureen, I'm just like, hey, come do this with us. We're going to yeah. do this. Sounds fun. It'll be fun. interview said. you and bring out the human side of who you are. I don't think that's hard to do because I kind of live out loud. <laughs> they laugh. <laughs> Duh. That was very like... Was it a dark laugh? Yeah, it was. It's because I've been having to do fake all day, guys. I had to do fake smiles and fake laughs. She's fake very sorry for me. Yeah. Very bitter. Very bitter about this. <gasps> I'll be better in a little while. I haven't eaten yet either. Here we are. Fake sexy Dude. poses. <laughs> <laughs> you tell everything you know, Marie. Fake sexy poses. Wow. Uh, that will not be coming out on this podcast. That might be for some venture other than here. We'll move on. We had fun. Yeah. We always we have, have fun. fun. Yes, yes, it's true. All right, we're going to do some this and that questions. Ooh, this oh. and those. Sure, yeah. whatever. Okay, so I'm inspired now because you guys went to Disneyland together, and you're still friends. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is called it's, the happiest place on earth, and usually... It's not. It's not. No. <laughs> no. It'll be fun, they said. Exactly. Do it for five days, they said. No. No. I went with friends once. Yeah. They had... Eight children. I had six. We did not remain friends. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm so serious. It was the end of a friendship. Yes, it was. So I'm proud of you both. Oh, we did oh. it. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. Yeah. I like want to ask so many questions. There are so many, but That's this is for you guys. This the is questions story. are for okay. you guys. Okay, we'll ask. All later. right. So <laughs> with that. I know you just went to Disneyland, but I'm going to just ask because people have strong opinions about this. Disneyland or Disney World? Disneyland. Land. Okay. All day. I've been to both. Yeah, me too. It is hot as the surface of the sun. Now, people say you can fit all those parks. The parking, like all of Disneyland in the parking lot of Disney World. But it was a lovely day. Yeah, I really liked it. I would go back. I hardly sweat, kid. I agree. I I would definitely do Disneyland over Disney World. I completely agree. You can fly right in there. Yeah. It's not a million dollars to stay right by it. Yeah. I mean, there's not all the themedy, kitschy, coochity stuff, but I don't really care about that. Yep, I agree. No offense to Disney enthusiasts. We're probably offending people and losing listeners by the second. Please don't leave. We just are being fun. We're just being fun today. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I don't. I know you don't need me to <gasps> throw in my hat to this, but I have to agree. Yes, it California was over Florida weather anytime. Just the size of it. Just even the castle. I like the castle at Disneyland. The castle better. surprised me though. You walk through it. Yeah, it was miniature. Yeah, but it's sweet. It is but sweet. You weren't sweating. I wasn't sweating. No, it was off. great. We literally, you know the other thing about that? We literally did almost every single ride. 
Yeah, we did like, a lot. That's the thing. Like, so my daughter just went to, so I took her to the Disneyland, and then she also got the opportunity to go to World. And the next week, literally like a week and a half later, and literally she, she didn't even get to ride half the things she wanted to the ride lines. because the lines. And like she was like, I want to ride Slinky Dog. She didn't get to ride Slinky Dog. Like, so like literally some of the ones she wanted to do, they barely made it through one park, let alone to ride everything. Where we literally rode every ride with the exception of maybe a couple in the whole entire park. Yep. So it's like she got to experience it from... All the lands, all the cool things, all the... Yeah, but in our defense, too, though, Avery fell asleep for three hours and kind of left us wandering around in fantasy and waiting for her to wake up. Because she's three, we would have gotten a lot more done if she had been awake during the area where she was supposed to be riding rides. That's true. It's the baby's fault. It's the baby's fault. It's always the baby's fault. (laughs) Always. All right. Here's another. This or that. Um, Beach or mountains? Both. Oh, yeah. I kind of... You can't. Oh, that's That's breaking the rules. You have to pick one. You have to weigh one of them out. Even if it's just... This is not nice. Okay, mountains. I'm going to say mountains because we just did the redwoods, and it was the most glorious thing I've ever seen in my life. I've seen some beaches. Maybe I haven't seen enough beaches, but my husband's kind of like bucket list item was to take the kids to see the redwoods, and... I have ranted and raved. If you've never gone to see the Redwoods, go see them. It's majestic. So it wins me over because they were just glorious. I, don't, I mean, I felt like I was walking my children through like an enchanted forest. It was beautiful and lush and green and shaded. And you felt tiny. You're just like miniature. It was beautiful. The drive up the mountains was beautiful. The drive down the mountain was beautiful. Mountains won. That's it. What do you got? You know, I actually think mountains too because the complexity of them. Like I will go to the mountains, but I'll put my hammock up by a creek. Mm. So it's like kind of the water. Like you have the elevation, the views. I mean, the mountains have so much more. With I, like now, the beach restores my soul. I won't lie. Like if I can lay on a beach and read for a couple of days, three, yeah. four, like that is life giving to me. But there's something about breathing in the air, seeing the views, like just driving through the mountains makes my blood pressure go down like immediately. So I would say mountains too. Or how about you have a mountain home, I'll have a beach home, and we all just go to them both. That's amazing. We've found I love to dream big. Home. I mean, we're not even in that level of caliber. <laughs> just so you know, FYI, in case you were wondering what we're doing on the side over here, not, no. No, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> that would be fun. Sounds lovely. Okay. Okay. Maureen doesn't know what to do with us. No, I don't. I'm like, <laughs> can I come visit both? Because I can't. Yes. Yeah. You can. Oh, You're yeah. friends with both of us. Let's go. All right. And I don't have to like have the investment of no. it myself. I can oh, just that's be smart. there. Mm-hmm. Who's working smarter? Yeah. Maureen. Yes, I You am. know it. <laughs> okay. Here's another one. Cruise ship or camping? Cruise ship. Absolutely. No. Hands down. One million. Ah, I have so many caveats to these questions. Um, Just pick one, Cass. No, because pick. I will. Okay, go. Yes, yeah. I will camp in an RV potentially, like a provost or prevost. How do you say that? Like those really fancy ones. Done camping. But if I'm going to um, cruise, 
Don't put me on the big boat with like a bajillion people and the trough to eat out of. Okay. I'm going to expand my answer. I I own an RV and I love it. We bought an RV during COVID because we have four children and uh, well, we just weren't going to sequester them. So we put them on an RV. We did it. It was great. And I love it. However, um, my dad, um, he, he actually died a few years ago, but when he was still living, he loved all things Disney and we did Disney cruises. No. Okay. Done. I'll okay. go. So Sign Disney cruise, I just, it's yep. the way to vacation. Okay. We're going to do it next year. I want to go really bad. Let's do it. Our, our, we did the park now next summer. Let's so, cruise. but I don't think Maureen was asking about a cruise or an RV excursion. Cruise. There you go, Maureen. Cruise. Right. I think maybe Maureen meant a tent on the no, ground. No, nope. no. You know what? Nope. There's too many. <laughs> there, that was too layered. Like there's too many. I've been on crappy cruises that I thought I'd be better off in a tent, but I hate camping. So there's all the things you have to factor in. Are you going to go glamping? Are you going to, yes. Yes. this is a tent, you know, are you going to go backpacking? Are you going to go on a Norwegian cruise or on a, um, carnival, carnival, no offense, carnival. You can still sponsor us yeah. or a Viking river cruise Ooh. in Europe. I can't even imagine. I've never done anything no, like dreams. That. Like that's, that's my dream where it's like just a few hundred people on board. Concierge, everything. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Let's, <laughs> instead of going this or that, okay. let's be more expansive here. Top three pet peeves. Oh. oh. Okay. You want to go first? No. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say one and then you say one, then I'm going to say one and you say one. Can we do that? Can we do it like that? Okay, my number one top pet peeve, guys, is the sound that is made when a person is rustling candy wrapper, chip wrapper paper. Oh, dear Lord in heaven, grant me the peace because I want to punch people in the face when that happens. Can you tell I feel it deep in my bones? I hate that. I hate it. And especially when I go to a movie theater and people are like rustling the whole time, I want to be like, dump it in your lap. Just, it's fine. Put it in a napkin. Get a courtesy cup. What is happening? So that's one. That's number one for me. That's the first one I thought of. I'm going to have to think of my other two while Cassie talks. (laughs) I can feel this. I can, like, literally, I think I was so joining with you as, like, a therapy mode, like, of, like, let me walk you through this to, (laughs) like, it's so hard because I feel like I have pet peeves, like, I really have a hard time with people who don't pick up their feet. Okay, that's like when someone like right. wears shoes and like they're walking <laughs> and, they shuffle. and they shuffle and it's like flip flop. <laughs> I bet Eleanor did that the entire time we were at Disneyland. <laughs> I don't recall. <laughs> she so that's good. Burks it didn't like, like, like I just don't know why. And I mean, that's a dumb one. There's probably ones that would bother me more, yeah. but that one just when I'm with somebody, I will literally say, Oh, I thought of another one too. Go ahead, you go. And I thought of my. Oh, well, if you found your second one, then just say it. Oh, I absolutely do not. And if you do this, this is my personal rebuke to you to oh, say, my Lord. please stop. When people talk on their cell phone, when they are being helped anywhere by any human, I will lose my ever loved mind. Like, I did it one day on a man. I think I told you all the story in the car dealership. And I just started talking to the people behind the counter. 
And I was like, isn't he important? Because he just was talking. Not only was he... Okay, this is another one that goes with this, okay? (laughs) Do not talk on your cell phone when someone's checking you out at the grocery store, when they're giving you their coffee order, when they're helping you at the car dealership. I've done this one before. Do you know what? Stop it. Okay, okay. Stop it. It is so... (laughs) rude and it makes me so mad because i'm like this is a person this is a person across from you and they deserve eye contact and they deserve you to engage with them and not be too busy to check out and look them in the eyeballs people need to be looked in the eyeballs of this day and age okay okay i really do agree with you but also my mama missed me and i did i had i went to a grocery store one time put my my earbuds in and i talked to my mom and i but no that's different if you want to walk around this store i will not judge you walking around and I this still store checked and out. okay so see I, I don't love that per se but i'm not like that's not my i thing. don't do it very often my but... thing is if someone were to, if you were not in the self-checkout you right. were in the checkout look where a cashier was physically bleep bleep no, I Blip can't your think groceries. of a time where that's actually happened. No. But I have walked through stores and talked on the phone Can with I, a friend or with my mom. But okay, and do on people your, talk back to you? Because I've done that yes. to people on <laughs> your AirPods, and it's pretty yeah. embarrassing. Okay. Here is the, the here is the pet peeve. I'm going to take it to another level. My pet peeve: when people do this on speaker phone. Oh, both hands are raised. Do you know? I've never done that. I will cuss you. That is a time where I will cuss you. I don't cuss you very often, but I will cuss you. This man at the car dealership, I told him. I told him. I said, you must be very important that you not only need to speak on your call in front of this person helping you, but that you need to speak on your call in on speakerphone so that we all can not only hear your side, but the other side. So then he proceeded to talk in his native tongue, which I did not know what it was. Um, and so then I said to the worker behind the counter, I said, isn't this cute? He's going to talk in his own language so that he doesn't, that I don't know what they're saying about me. It, it was very much a scene. I don't recommend it. It wasn't my finest hour, but that is a pet peeve. I'm done. Well, yeah. sometimes we just lose it. That's it. I lost yeah, it that day. Do. It was a day. Yeah. But I was like, I do not want to hear your whole conversation with your wife on speakerphone while I'm trying to pay for my car repair. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Bye, I'm done. Um, I think my second one will be, but my husband will laugh when he listens to this episode and he does listen to our podcast, which is interesting. Okay, guys, I do not like it when people honk at me. People are much too patient on, impatient on the road. People honk at me all the time. She could not live in the city. They honk and honk. It irritates me. I'm like, why are you in such a hurry? It's mostly because like, I'm just not moving as fast as they want me to move or like the light turned green and it's like they want you to go immediately and i just don't get it no i get that i'm just like it's okay take a breath people we're gonna we're gonna get there so i'm gonna say that's probably my second people just honking all the time now if there is gonna be a collision honk Honk away away. if somebody's on their phone (laughs) while the light turns you know green and they sit there then okay i get it i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like I'm just enjoying looking around for a second. Light turns green. Car next to me has not moved yet either. And already, honking. No, not necessary. You could not live in the city. I think that's different. No, literally New York is the most hilarious to me. I know, but it's there's different five honking. Cars it's a whole deep. culture of honking. It is culture. It is because here in Texas, if you honk, you're rude. Yeah. If you honk in New York, you're a New Yorker. 
That's you're like communicating. You're communicating. But except for it's five cars deep, there is gridlock, and someone four cars behind you is like, and they lay on the horn, and you're literally like, yeah, where in the blessed there. world do you think I'm, I'm going to go? I've never in New York, though, oh. so I don't know what I would do if I was actually driving in New York. But it doesn't bother it's it doesn't bother me there just to be walking around there all honking. I'm like whatever. It's, it's the communication. Vibe. Ooh. But in Texas it's not communication. It's, not. it's it feels threatening. That's what it feels like to me. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. Okay, that's no, I don't know my third two? one. Okay. What's our third? What's our got to be three. Pet peeve, third pet peeve. You know what? I'll tell you my third. Hierarchies. Ooh. Yeah. I we're going deep now. Oh yeah. I hate it. I hate hierarchies. And you know, when people want to create them, like it bothers me. I used to tell my students, I would say, if you choose to not turn in this paper at whatever time, like if you choose to not like turn it in at 5 PM, and all your classmates turn theirs in at 5 p.m., you immediately create a hierarchy. Because what you've done is you've said your time is more important. What you have to do is more important that you cannot turn that in at 5. And also your time is more important than mine because I have to grade that. So now what's going to happen is you're going to turn that in late. And I'm going to have to grade that. And I have to take more time away from my family to grade your paper or whatever it is. And I just don't like that. I don't like that in any situation. Like hmm. when you're in, in line somewhere and someone cuts you off, I'm like, Why? Are you more important than me? You're not more important than me. You just created a hierarchy. So you need to get your groceries checked out before me because you're important? No. Like, I just don't love hierarchies. I don't love when people create them. I don't love when people, like, live by them or make them. I just think it's so ridiculous. Like, when people have that, um, like, I'm more important than you. Like, I matter more than you. Or I should. Ugh. Okay. Hierarchies. All right. I don't know. I don't. Have, I don't think I have a third one. Those you are don't? really. I, nothing comes to mind. I don't want to. Okay, I'm not going to make a fake one. We're not. Yeah, that's probably. I'm thinking right now. Fake. I'm. That, I'm wondering yeah, if that I can could, literally that be could it. Be being fake. I just don't. That is it. I think I you I could say. Fake. I think you could say one. I think you could say you do not love it when people um, don't communicate, like when you d- when ghosting or like oh, that kind of for thing. For sure, but that runs real deep. Well, I just went deep. I know that does run real deep. Yeah, poor communication, avoidant communication, which is not communication. It is not. Stone no. Avoidant communication is not communication. Yeah. Put that in your pipe. Weaponized yeah. silence. Oh, weaponized silence. Oh. oh, oh, that's a good one. I mean, well, she it just, is. It is a thing. I do not like it at all. It's, it, 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 is, it can be a form of abuse. But I think it goes back to hierarchy, the belief that like you can treat people however you want because you think you're better mm-hmm. and so you can Mm-mm. so yeah i don't like that either i don't know if it's really a peeve but yeah i agree i can get on a soapbox about that i'm not going to do it because it runs real deep for me but yeah all right we, we stay late and fun and here we yes. are we're talking about high oh uh, well you can't help it i you guys didn't just name your pet peeves but why they are your pet peeves it opened true it opened things up it's not just that you don't like it it's like why you yeah don't like it yeah Okay, well, thank you. All right, well, we're going to do something a little lighter, I guess, than pet peeves. (laughs) Who knows with us? You were thinking that would be lighthearted. We started out real lighthearted, like (laughs) shuffling your feet and crinkling paper to then we went real deep, real fast. Classic. But that that crinkling paper thing? It is. It's like somebody has a squirrel in a bag. 
No. And so true. Yeah, it is. No, I have to tell this quick, quick story. When I was in graduate school, okay, your classes are like three hours long. They're in the evening and I'm a night owl. So I'm usually pretty happy if I, if graduate school was from like seven in the morning to like, you know, nine or 10 o'clock, I would have never gone. I would have just flunked. That would have been it. Cause I just don't like mornings. It's not my deal. So there was this, this woman, she'll never know who she is because I never, ever confronted her, though I probably should have. I'm not kidding, guys. The entire class, this particular class that I was in, I think this is where this particular pet peeve came up. She would bring in all of these snacks to class. And I'm a serious learner. I was not one of those people that are just like, I am just here to absorb information. She no. would have hated me in grad I am like, I've read it all. <laughs> I was ready. I am no. an organized person. I have multiple highlighters. I have bookmarks. Oh, wow. I am in it. I love it. I love to learn. And I organize potlucks. And so <laughs> I did not do that. I did in class. We'd have potluck. Go ahead. Okay. Great, Dr. Reed. That is great news. She would sit the entire three hours and you would hear. She would be opening a candy. Then she would be eating a candy. Then she would, be, she would open chips. Three hours, guys. Three hours of lecture and crinkle. Lecture and crinkle. I think that's where it was born for me. Just when you said that, it made me think. Three hours. Can you imagine it? No, you no, can't. I can't. And I, I would leave and I would call. He was not my husband yet, but my now husband. And I would be like, well, happened again. Crinkle queen. Yes, queen. and I would even look at her sometimes and give her the side eye. You'd think you'd pick up on it. This is very distracting. You were ear. No, it didn't work. I don't know. Maybe I don't look mean enough. Well, it was avoidant communication. Could have oh, been. she was a double whammy for me. Crinkling and avoidant communication in <gasps> the same person. Okay, I'll go off it now. That's that, it. That does feel like that was the genesis of something for it. You. Probably it, was. It just does. All right, I'm going to ask you guys this question. What is saving your life right now? It can be something big, small, significant, silly. What are some things that are saving your life right now? You know what I want to say? Y'all. I'm going to say both of you. No, it isn't. I was going to say friends. My friends are. My friends are. I have good friends. But like the two of you really like... My friends who go deep with me are saving my life right now because it's like they're not afraid to say, whoa, or hey, that's not okay, or like deep conversation, like dream conversation. Like I can have that with both of you, and that's saving my life because I think if I didn't have that, I would feel like I was drowning in some ways, in some aspects of my life. So, yeah. I like that. Saving my life. Friends was the first word that came to mind for me, too. I've got really great friends. Cass is a really good friend. I've got um, a couple of girlfriends that we've worked together for a really long time. Um, I adore them. Their names are Sarah and Michelle. They know who they are, but I'm just going to say it. Uh, My husband's wonderful. He's just a good guy. He is. He's a good man. He was so nice at Disney. He is so sweet. He was. He's just so easygoing. That, that's it. That's what saves my life. It's just having people. It's having support. It's being able to talk about the real. It's being able to... Be messy. It's life saving. It's life giving. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's yeah. it. Okay, same That's what I got. Okay, is that the end. You're not asking me that question, but if you want, yes, to know I what's do. Tell. Wait, wait, wait. Right I do want to know what's saving your life right now, well, Marine. Things like that. People I can talk to about really, really. Cr- 
crappy stuff yeah. without getting platitudes back. Oh, that is that's saving my life. But okay, wait. I have a follow up question to yeah. that. Let's learn. Let's have a little mm. learning moment about this. What happens for you when you get platitudes? Oh, what is it? What does it do? It if it evokes like it triggers shame for me and it triggers anger for me mm. because it's like mm. the shame of because you always have that thing well m- maybe i should have done this or maybe it maybe this is why it is happening and platitudes often are like that yeah what are the platitudes for you like tell people because i think most people know but just for example oh, like what are some that have been said to you okay things like this going through something that's devastating like it's devastating. It might not be devastating to anybody else, but it's loss. It's actually staring at a hole that used to be your life. Mm. And people say, "No, I I'm gonna laugh. This is horrible because like I'm gonna laugh because it's gonna be awful." People say things like, "Well, at least, at least is the worst." Oh, don't at do it. least you still have whatever, and it's like that doesn't no. matter. But how about this? Well, what the enemy has meant for evil, God will turn for good. I hate when platitudes are actually scripture weaponized against Oh. Because it's like, we know God has the power to make all things new, but there's so much loss that happens in that there's so much time and it's like do we think that he does this just so that he can do that then he seems like he teases and taunts and and is doing something that is not um kind or loving and so this too shall pass this too shall pass how about this your whole life is you know just everything's imploded well you're getting a fresh start what if that's not what you wanted? What if what you wanted mm. was what you just lost? It's what you just worked for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You spent your whole life working for it. Well, you get a fresh start and then they go on. Or gratitude. Have gratitude. Or how about this? Mm-mm. Oh, I could just go on this. I, this just, is good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, these are some of the consequences uh, 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 uh. for... Staying too long, not being a good steward of your time, no. whatever it is. Could you write those names down of who said that to you? Because I would for sure love to pay them a little visit. Thank you very much. Really funny. So those platitudes. Yeah. Well, as therapists, but as therapists, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? As well, no, because even though you know that's not true, like you can mentally do that. There's something that will connect inside of yourself. Like mm. maybe I did do something. Go. Yeah. Maybe I do deserve yeah. this. What, you know, maybe yep. I'm not seeing the yep. silver lining. Like, let's just face it. Life is brutal. Like, there's mm. brutality to it. Yeah, it's beautiful, but it is brutal. And optimism is just not going to cut it. And I think that's the problem. We've turned the very, the anchoring, unquenchable, unbreakable hope of God into optimistic platitudes that actually mm. um, do not carry people anywhere except into despair and disappointment. So what you're saying is that's not true compassion. That's not true empathy. That's not true connection. That's not true friendship. That's not true friendship. Ooh, it's true. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I think people don't spend time. We were trying to do a fun episode, but this is we. But this is how this we is do fun for us. Right? I don't think people spend time learning how to communicate in deep places. I don't think they learn how. So I feel like, especially if we're talking about Christians, people maybe we go to church with or we've done life with in you know whatever type of religious setting, I think that they regurgitate what they hear, but there's no actual application to that. So sometimes I'll say to my husband, whenever we're faced with people maybe in ministry that maybe aren't making great leadership decisions and you kind of watch it and you're like, okay, I will say to my husband, I said, tell me that you haven't been through trauma without telling me that you haven't been through trauma. Because it's reflected in the way that you love people. It's reflected in the way you lead people. It's reflected in the way that you invest in people. And I think, you know, whenever a woman is going through something really, really awful, and, you know, your question before this was like, what's saving your life? Well, it's like, well, when you're going through something really, really awful and you have people just be like, I want to know more about that. What's that been like for you? Just like, tell me more. Like, I'm... You know, I'm sorry that you've lived through that. Not not counseling. I mean, like, I, I don't counsel Maureen, but like, you know, in, in the ways that she is revealing her story and what she's lived through, it's just like, I feel like healing can come in those moments where you're just genuinely compassionate and interested in just hearing. Not from a like, oh, we're going to gossip about this later, or I'm going to bring it to my prayer chain so we can talk about you and say we're praying for you. But like from a genuine place yeah. of like, mm-hmm. that sounds really hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't have I don't have any good one liners to draw you out of that fire that you're in and, and I don't know why you're there. But like just that reality that you can sit with, especially with women, and men need this too. I work with a lot of men that, you know, I'm like, they're going through really hard things and it's like there are no men that will help them. You know, it's like, who do I take this to? Who do I tell this to? Men don't feel like this. Men aren't vulnerable like this. And that really grieves me. Yeah. I do see it in women, but I also see it in very real and deep ways with men that it's like they don't feel like there's a place that they can go where they can talk about the real that they're dealing with in their families or in the workplace or spiritually, you know? Well, and I think some of that to me is people not wanting to deal with people's negative emotion. Meaning like, I like it when you're happy, when you're joyful. And when you say, how are you doing? Fine. Like, I like that Mm -hmm. because that means I don't have to dig deep. I don't have to go in it with you. I don't have to feel my feelings that, and I think um, what you're saying is I love it because it's literally like, rather than making up some answer to convince them, they shouldn't feel how they feel saying, wow, like, I don't even have a response for that, but I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to say to that. And truly, I'm not going to try. But that communicates way more, I think, than being like, well, just pick up your bootstraps, yep. Marine, you know, or whatever they yep. say to you. Or um, it's, it's going to be something on the other side. Yeah. This test will be a testimony, you know, yeah, or whatever. All those kinds of so You yeah. can't have a message without a mess. Yes, okay. like, it's not help anything. No, it doesn't. Even asking, like, hey, what, does plat- what do platitudes do for you? Like, it causes people to stop and go, oh, this matters. Like, you, mm-hmm. I give place yeah. to that. It's like just holding space for people. Mm-hmm. So it is saving my life right now to have people that um, will ask and will sit and will be curious. And we can laugh about stuff that maybe other people can't laugh at because yeah. it's pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So yeah. To be able to sit and laugh with you, Cassie. Yeah. Yeah. Go into a dark comedy. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. a dark tragedy. Yeah. And be able to laugh um, is a gift from God. It is. It's actually a gift. I think that's humanity. It's our humanity. It's beautiful. 
Definitely. Whether it's Disney, crinkling wrappers, <laughs> or platitudes. Yeah. We're here for it, friends. Yeah. Second hey. thing that saved in my life, in case you wanted to know, anti-frizz cream for my hair. <laughs> Second thing, anti-frizz cream. Throw it in. Throw it in. Yeah. Because otherwise, with this humidity, I wouldn't be able to walk through doors. I love that. Yeah. So I just want you to know. Okay, please add that on. Great friends. And anti-frizz cream. cream. Okay. Well, friends, we're going to leave you with that. Um, You know, anytime we love your questions. So if you have questions for us that are just maybe even silly ones. Um, we're here for it. We would love to hear them, but we appreciate that you'll go high and low with us and take the journey. But we just wanted to kind of insert an episode that was a little bit more um, just fun for um, for you and for us. So continue to listen. And we've got big things ahead. Um, we're excited. We're really ramping up and getting ready to um, just talk about even more difficult and hard topics. And we're glad that you're tuning in and that you're listening with us. And is there anything else? You want to tell the people, thanks for being with us, Maureen. Love you you so much. Thanks for joining us. Anything else you have for them? I have nothing. Nothing. I'm all out. Okay. Well, till we see you again.